And we're back with episode six of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with your co-host, Russ. And our special guest, back by popular demand, head JV coach Wyatt Young. Coach Young, since we've seen you last week, a lot's happened. Tell us a little bit about the JV Hornets play on Saturday. Well, man, we've had two games since the last time we've talked. Uh, the JV boys have lost both of them. It's been, uh, it's been pretty devastating. For as, as a coach, I'm a little disappointed in myself, and I'm also a little disappointed in the boys. I feel like I'm not getting quite the effort that uh, I've seen from them in the past. But, you know, it's just a minor setback for a major comeback, and we're excited to keep pushing forward as the season progresses. I like the mentality, Coach. Well, some things are more important than JV basketball, like the Georgia Bulldogs winning back-to-back national titles. Two what, times. Two times, two championships. What was your opinion on the game last night? Well, I spoke to you all, you know, what was it, two, two, three weeks ago, two weeks ago? About. Not even that long ago. And uh, I had a score prediction in mind. I said 42-10. Boy, was I wrong. Yes, sir. That was a dominant, dominant game in all aspects of it. Stetson Bennett solidified his greatness as a Georgia football player, as a college football player in general, really. I mean, all-time leading passer in Georgia history. There's some big names that have gone through there. Aaron Murray's one, Matthew Stafford, David Green. I mean, it's just unbelievable, and I think that he's a uh, – he deserves his flowers. The The question for me – well, what excited me most about last night was how even after you took your first and second – even your first team defense, and offense and defense off the field, they still didn't give up any points and you scored on back-to-back drives with your – um. Uh, with Branson Robinson, who's Stud. technically your four-string running back. And then you had guys like Jalen Walker, an edge player. He had a big-time sack on fourth down. There's some guys uh, – I know this team is probably going to be the favorite to win again next year, and this team's loaded. And this team could potentially, on paper, looks better than what we thought this year's team would look like. I agree. And, you know, what, what some people don't realize about this game is, you know, it was obviously dominant from Georgia the whole time. But it was one busted coverage from being an absolute blowout. A shutout. Literally. Zero points should have been put on the scoreboard. And, you know, you got to give props, props to Max Duggan. He had a heck of a year. Heisman finalist. But he just ran into a wall that he couldn't climb over. And I think that was the story of the night. Defensively, the dogs were there. Offensively, Stetson Bennett was there. I mean, Brock Bowers. Let's talk about Brock Bowers. Seven catches. 151 receiving yards, mossed the guy on a touchdown. I don't know what, and he's got he's got a year he's got another year left. Coach, Watch out! He has Russ. I want to ask you something. What do you think about your boy last night, Keely Ringo? How did he play? You know, I didn't have any confidence in him, and he he stepped up and played like like he should have. Um, no mistakes really from him, unless you know. He made them, and they didn't throw the, his guy the ball. But, you know, I I take back some of my words that I said about him, and I think he played a great game. I completely agree with that. What do you think, Coach? I love Keely Ringer from the start. Now, I could see where Russ was coming from with some of the slander he may have been throwing his way. But uh, Keely played well. Um, Russ did also say that uh, Javon Bullard was going to have a game, and I think that was – adamant at halftime that Javon Bullard was going to be the defensive player of the game. He didn't play in the second half. Exactly. 
and he had two interceptions and in a half. fumble recovery. He and he's got another year left. He's a sophomore, but he's he's a really he's my favorite defensive back. We have Baldwin County and Villageville, and there's that's a talented group of defensive backs. Ringo's going to be a first round pick. Lassiter's a great corner. You got Chris Smith, first team All American. Tyke Smith was an All American at West Virginia. That's a talented group, and he may be the best one to come out of that group this year. It's hard to argue that. And um, defensively, all around Georgia was solid. Now, I would have loved to see Nolan Smith on the field. Miss having him. I miss but, him. Who? Good heavens, Jalen Carter. Big night. Stud. Bear Alexander. Stud. Bear. He to me, and you can you can debate me on this. He to me looks like a mix of Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter because he's, to me, he's a better pass rusher than Jordan Davis was, but he's also great in the run game. And But he's kind of, he's bigger than Jalen Carter. He hit Max Duggan one time. Max Duggan stepped up in the pocket and just killed him from the side. I, w- I want to ask a more personal question because I know both of y'all are lifelong Georgia fans, and I am a little bit older than y'all, and I've been – you know, lifelong Georgia fan myself. How does it feel looking back on all the stuff that we went through, the losses to South Carolina, the chances in the SC championship games where we fold, and now you're looking at Georgia as a back-to-back national champion who is running college football? It's the best feeling in the world to have as a fan. It's the most rewarding feeling. I've been to many, many games at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where it's looked like the dogs, for example, the 2018 National Championship dogs are winning for the majority of the game except for like one minute and like 19 seconds, and they lose a tough one. I've been I've been up there the following year when Georgia shut down the Heisman favorite Tua, and then Jalen Hurts comes out of nowhere, and you can't stop him. I've seen him get blown out by LSU. I've seen blunders at home to South Carolina. I've seen them lose on the road at LSU. I mean, I've seen them choke big time lead, choke a lead against Alabama at half in 2020. There's, it feels good because you always felt like this team deserved to get its flowers, deserved a ring, especially Coach Smart. Because as Georgia fans, I never, as a Georgia fan, I never doubted him before. These two championship seasons, I've always said, you know, he's a lot different than Mark Rick. He's he's a better coach than what everybody thinks. And now to see us win back to back, and people start to recognize the work he puts in, how good of a motiv- motivator he is, how good everybody knows how good a recruiter he is. It's just it's wonderful, and something that I think needs to be he needs to be compared. Through his first seven years at Georgia, to his first to Nick Saban's first seven years at Alabama, everybody's going to say, "Oh, it's not even close." And I'm not saying Kirby Smart is on the same level as Nick Saban because Nick Saban is the greatest football coach of all time. But the numbers are a lot closer than you would think. Nick has one national championship over him. Kirby has two more wins than him. And Kirby has two SEC titles. I don't know how many Nick has. And draft picks, they're going to end up – Kirby's probably going to end up with one more in the first round. Agreed. Projected. Now, jumping on Nick Saban, like you just said about Alabama, I don't know if y'all are watching pregame, David Pollock. 
David Pollock may have just created a monster. Nick Saban's going to be coming back with a bunch next year. He's got a good recruiting class. I, for one, don't think Jalen Milrow's the guy. I, I don't either. I don't think he's the guy. And I think they may I think they may struggle at the beginning of the year thinking he may be the guy, and it's just not going to be the case. But I feel like that's uh, a topic we got to talk about a little bit just because you could see it on Nick Saban's face when Pollock There's, was speaking. He was not happy. He's – well, to me – I picked them to win the national championship at the beginning of the year. Obviously, as a fan, I knew Georgia had a good team. I don't think anybody expected this. But the big question was still Stetson Bennett. And he proved everybody wrong. And But I looked at this Alabama team, and I saw the returning Heisman winner, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Ja'Cory Brooks, they brought in Jameer Gibbs. I mean, it was a loaded team, but they just couldn't do anything with it. And I think next year's – the team that I'm more worried about next year in the SEC is LSU. LSU, LSU will be dangerous. everybody's going to sleep on them, and everybody's going to talk about Alabama's going to come back with this, 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 this. Well, LSU had a depleted roster when Brian Kelly got there. He's recruiting well, and he's also a great developer. He developed many guys at Notre Dame with very low, low-star ratings, and you give him Jaden Daniels back. I think right now if I had to pick um, the West winner, it's going to be LSU for me. I know a lot of people will disagree. Russ, what do you think? I mean, y'all are sitting here talking about you know, the other teams that are, have guys coming back and they're recruiting and stuff, but Georgia is has most of their guys coming back. 73% of the roster. And, I mean, that, that's going to make one a, of them. a big difference. Bear Alexander, Javon Bullard, Kamari Lasseter, three of the five offensive linemen. Um, Oscar Dell, Pierce Sperlin, he's a new recruit. Um, They'll have uh, Ra Ra, is it Thomas? Yeah. They have him, the Missouri receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, A.D. Mitchell's coming back. A.D. Mitchell, Branson Robinson. The running back room is not changing a whole lot. All you lose is McIntosh. Yeah, which is a, That's it's a, a loss, but it's not a huge loss. They have a room of good running backs, but there's no great one. And that's – as a fan, you want to see like a 1,500-yard rusher, but – you know, that balance is key. Balance is key in everything. Well, yeah, you, you miss the Nick Chubbs, Sony Michelles, Todd Gurley's. You know, it's you miss seeing that one dominant bag, but it's also different now because you have different running styles with the guys we have that we give the ball to. And, and we throw it to them yes, a lot more. And we throw them out of the back. We have di- it's just it's different for everybody because you can't scout Georgia. You can't scout one guy because one guy may come out there and get you. Arian Smith is back too. Correct. I mean, all the running backs, they all, they all had like, 600 yards rushing a piece, which is Jam- so. unheard of. Jamon Dumas Johnson is also back. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite player on that defense. He's, he's a good one. He's a good one. He's reminds me a little bit of Roquan Smith, just his lateral speed. Um, There's one more question I have to ask you, Coach Young, and I may get a lot of hate for saying this, but after last night, I believe Stetson Bennett is the greatest bulldog of all time. I was about and to most ask decorated. you. Let I was me about re- to ask you the same question. Let me read both of you some numbers really quick. 
Stetson Bennett is a two-time national champion, the two-time MVP of the national championship. He won the Burlesworth Trophy, which is the walk on best walk-on. He was second-team All-SEC. He's a two-time SEC champion, SEC championship MVP, a Rose Bowl champ, a Sugar Bowl champ, two-time Peach Bowl champ, Orange Bowl champ, offensive MVP, and he was also the offensive MVP of the Peach Bowl one time. In his career, he had 8,428 yards passing, 80 total touchdowns, and he finished fourth in Heisman voting. Okay, well, see, here's my thing. This is a, this is like the LeBron-Michael Jordan debate to me. You can go both ways with it. I would never argue with a soul that said Stetson Bennett is the greatest player to ever put on the red and black. I would never argue it because he has the stats back it up. He has got an incredible story. But there was a man in the Marshall 80s. Walker. Who had a three and a four on his jersey, who may have been the greatest to ever do it in the sport, collegiately, at the collegiate level. Yeah, none of us got to see him play. We've seen the highlights. You listen to your dad's talk, you listen to older men talk, you listen to anyone who knows Georgia football, it's Herschel Walker. So it's hard for me to compare anyone to that as Herschel is a icon. He's he's worshipped, praised, you know, and I think Stetson Stetson deserves his flowers, like we said earlier, he also deserves a statue and anything else coming. that comes with it. I think it's coming. I mean, he, he is – i am I was one of the biggest haters ever. I will admit that. I have respect for him. I, I, hated, I hated him. There have been moments ever since that 2020 season, which was very frustrating because you had a talented group, but the team went 9-2. and two the COVID year, and then last year, I, I thought JT Daniels was the answer for this program. I was convinced, even all the way to the national title game, I was convinced that JT Daniels was a better option to a go to. Yeah, but he proved all of us wrong, and we were dead wrong about him. And he's—I mean, he's the best quarterback in the history of University of Georgia. I think a problem for me, and I think it's the way for other people too, is that. I didn't like. I liked Stetson as a football player. I thought he was a good football player. I just didn't like Stetson Bennett. It seemed like this year to me, even this year, a couple times I'd look at him and I'd be a little frustrated because I was like, God, do you, "You think you're a lot better than you are?" I just kept hating on him. You know, the mic drop, all this stuff, and it was cool because I'm a huge dog fan, so I liked it. But I just kept saying, "Come on, man!" You know, I wanted him to be a little more humble. I didn't want all that to happen. But looking back on it now, after I mean, he threw for four thousand yards, a system quarterback does not throw for four thousand yards. Someone will take a chance on him in the draft because he's a winner, and I don't know that it'll go anywhere. But he's proven everybody he has a chance. Everybody now is saying, "Great story, college football legend won't do anything in the NFL." But he's proven everybody wrong, and I'd love to see him have a shot in the NFL. Now, I don't personally, I don't think he's going to turn out to be anything in the NFL. But I don't know anything. I said he wouldn't win Georgia national title last year. I said they wouldn't win this year with him. But he proved us both wrong, I think. And, you know, he deserves all the glory, all the credit in the world for what he's done for this program, this team, the university. And he's got two rings. He does. And uh, I know I know, we got to wind this down here shortly, but I do want to ask one question before I head out. Stetson Bennett is no longer Georgia's quarterback. Who's under center for the dogs next year? 
Carson Beck. Carson Beck, no doubt. Gunner Stockton. It's Gunner Stockton. Look, I love Carson Beck. I think Carson Beck Carson, is a good athlete. Carson can rip it. I think Carson can rip it. I saw Gunner Stockton play in high school. I witnessed it with my own eyes. I just don't see how you're going to be able to keep him off the field. I think it's going to be a quarterback competition. I think that will be announced early. I think Carson Beck may win it. But I think before it's all said and done, Gunnar Stockton will be the quarterback of the Georgia Bulldogs. This, it's a loaded QB room. It is. Carson was highly recruited. Um, Brock Vandergriff. You lose Vandergriff. Often, yeah, I hear he's going. I heard rumors about him going to Southern. That's uh, That's been talked about. You, know, you have over there at Southern, you got – uh, Clay Helton. You got Clay Helton, but you also got Brian Ellis, who was the Western Kentucky offensive coordinator, who had a decent relationship with uh, Vandegrift's dad at Prince Avenue. So, we'll I, see. We'll see. I've heard Wake Forest for Vandegrift. I, which to me, <coughs> I want, you know, in the past when you've lost highly touted quarterbacks, you lost Justin Fields, but Next year, I honestly don't care who's the starter as long as they make the right decision. Correct. And I think whoever is the starter going into next year will have a quick leash. And I think the second the offense starts kind of struggling or sputtering, that he's going to get pulled and they're going to throw in another guy because they don't have their quarterback one back. And that's the biggest question mark as to whether this team will be a National title competitor. But, you know, Kirby's not known to have a short leash with anybody. Um, I Jake, should have pulled steps Jake, last year. Jake Fromm, for instance, um, could have been pulled and put uh, Justin Fields in, which didn't happen and it ended up it ended up hurting us the next year without Justin Fields. Yeah. I wish we had him. I just don't it's, – it's hard for me. Justin Fields is – a generational talent. But if he's as good as he was and he's better than Jake Fromm, why was he not on the football field? That's the question. He, he, I... he couldn't beat him out. Jake had the locker room, Same which is Jake part of Daniels. it. Jake had the locker room. He had it. That's why Stetson kept over JT exactly. Jake had the locker room. Jake was bought into what they were doing. And I don't think Justin Fields could grasp the offense of what we were of what Georgia was running over there. If Justin Fields was as good as he was, he would have been on the field over Jake Fromm. Because Kirby is not gonna, you know, play Jake just because he likes Jake. Kirby's hired to win football games. So I, I, I like Justin Fields. I like him a lot in the NFL. Wasn't a big fan of him in college, but you know, I just I don't I I, I like the Jake from over Justin Fields' decision. I'm glad Justin Fields left. I think it set us up into the situation that we're in right this second. Sitting here talking about two national championships in a row. Well, thank you for joining us today, Coach. That's going to do it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. We hope you enjoy. We'll be back tomorrow to film Episode 7. We hope you enjoy.